Oh, you literally wrote that. <laughs> um, yeah, let's give it eight seconds, and if it works out cool, and if not, then um, yeah, then we're we're fucked, man. Hmm. Okay. C I can't tell you anything yet, so so let's see. Let's check. But it says live for me. Yeah. Okay, going yes. live for me yeah. as well. Do not yeah, do yeah. not tell me this was because of the thumbnail, man. <laughs> it's the most logical understanding. YouTube, YouTube is cutting it's off my ball. It's either that or the description. What, what kind of what kind of world is this where I cannot say the the H word? You know. Yeah. Jesus, man. So, anyways, well, people will be wondering yeah. what the H word is. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. There you go. Okay, uh, Puppy, you were you, you were starting off the podcast with asking us a question, uh, and Alex, you, you're gonna go first again. Uh, let me check this thing again one more time. Puppy, you were starting with a very simple question. Uh, describe yes. describe Premium in like one word. Alex, yeah, what, Alex, what was what was your answer again? Yeah, uh, my answer was I didn't actually manage to make it one word. Uh, I made it two, but close enough. Um, I made it the Disney fantasy because, <clears throat> again, it's this this female kind of dream or, or idea, I don't know, that just with your personality, you can score a great, powerful, successful man. And the past doesn't matter. What you did doesn't matter. And what kind of a, I would say, yeah, what kind of a woman you are, um, just because you, you're likable and, and funny and all of this, uh, everything works out. And yeah. So this is where I think it plays into the word puppy chose dangerous because it, it gives this this wrong idea that this is enough to actually uh yeah, score a great man. Yes, I like that. Yeah. yeah. It's very there's even a character that even says it at the end of the movie. It's very Hollywood and it's like, Oh, this is Hollywood where you can dream about anything and maybe your dream comes true, maybe it doesn't, but just keep on dreaming. It's pretty it's pretty meta, isn't it? It is. It is. That's why. That's why I tell you, it is a sophisticated movie. Uh, it works it's really it, well. It yeah, it's. Pfft, I don't know. Like, like you said, this. Did you say describe it in one word or in words uh, in one sentence? One word. I mean, take it wherever you want. We have a couple of hours, I think. <laughs> <laughs> it's your it's show. Like, make it an essay. Uh, and it's it's really hard for me to like to like. Uh, oh my god, one word. Um, I wouldn't even say dream, because like you know you know when I say dream, I'm I'm thinking like okay, I have like superpowers like like Superman. That's like a dream. Mm -hmm. It's not like this is a movie yeah, where, I, where this is not like a movie where I'm like, um, yeah, this is this is my this is a dream come true for me. You know, it's like wow, I, I dreamt of this as a little boy or something like that. You know. No, certainly. So for little girls, I wonder if it is. Mm. Because essentially the premise is a man will come into my life that accepts me as I am. Not mm -hmm. to say because I'm a sex worker, but if he'll, if Richard Gere, is that how I say it? His name is yeah, yeah, yeah. unique to me. Yeah. Uh, if Richard Gere will accept Julia Roberts as a sex worker, as a prostitute, mm. why wouldn't a guy accept me as a dentist? Or if I'm, I don't know, I all see. I have is a college degree, or if I'm just from the streets. So it's this perfect way to give people the impression that they're worthwhile, even if they've accomplished nothing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's like the, I say like a twisted reality, if you will. I'm gonna uh, to to support this everything because the the reason this episode is is happening in the first place is 
of course we got a family friendly caption now but the <laughs> the origin of the episode is it's actually a tweet of yours probably and uh, you, you guys got the stream open right uh yes. i'm gonna put it on the screen it should appear in a few seconds and uh yeah puppy explain yourself <laughs> it's gonna this is this is this is how it started let me look at this um okay puppy, you, 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 <laughs> Uh, uh, oh, anyone follows me on Twitter knows I take some chances. Uh, but yeah, yeah what's not, the question exactly? We got we got another H word here, man. First of all, <laughs> like wait, can can I can I can I say the H word but not type it into on my on my thumb on my thumbnail or what? I don't know. I don't know. We just learned that the H word. I don't even know if I should say it anymore. Um, that's not allowed. And this other H word. Mm. We're about to see if it's allowed. Hmm. And one day happy will be the H word and you're not allowed to be happy. Yeah, but this this H word we see on here is really just a gardening tool, isn't it? So um Exactly. And I don't fine, want my right? brothers dating gardening tools. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I wrote this. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I wrote this. But yeah, it was because um, my experience is with the Wikipedia page. I never saw the movie, mm-hmm. but the mm-hmm. way people talked about it led me to believe, all right, there's something here. Because it's in the zeitgeist. Let me watch. I don't want to watch it because I'm pretty sure it is what I think it is. Nothing worthwhile. But let me uh, read the wiki page. And I did. I'm like, oh, it's exactly what I said a moment ago. Where it's like a guy comes into your life. It's the Cinderella story in a modern sense. And so what girl doesn't want to feel like she's the greatest. And she doesn't have to do anything to become the greatest. She can just exist. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, who would want that fantasy to be real? Who mm-hmm. needs that fantasy to be real? It's someone. Uh, I'm, I'm bad, I'm, now I'm choosing my words very carefully, <laughs> but it's someone that doesn't that doesn't recognize their true worth, and they're trying to to base themselves off of mm-hmm. these other examples that exist in reality. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, this is going to be an interesting episode. I don't want to get you guys banned. No, 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 it's I'm it, censoring I mean, myself in a weird way. Dude, we cannot get banned if we already got banned a few minutes ago, you know? That's that's like also we not, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we we've been cut out in the past multiple times. Uh, like oh, okay, yeah, cool. oh, yeah. I'm following your lead because you guys know this world more than I do. I haven't worked on YouTube since twenty fourteen and I know there've been a lot of changes. Uh, a lot of things have changed, man, but um yeah. You will for example, you cannot say the H word or put it in thumbnails, which is weird. Clearly, yeah. So I don't even oh want to say that. God. Granted, it's not a word I normally yeah. use, but prostitute sex worker works well. And you I can mean, say things like sex work is empowering. Yeah. I mean, it, we, <laughs> we, me, and Al, me and Alex, we have this like, we have this ongoing joke because every t- it doesn't matter what fucking movie we talk about. It happens yeah. every time. Every time we talk about Hitler. And I don't know why. <laughs> and apparently I could say like, oh, like stuff on. like that. So... Yeah, I don't want to force it because I want I want it to to happen naturally, yes. you know. So, so I'm not gonna say anything. That I... <laughs> imagine, that sounds imagine, really weird. Imagine. I don't know, but okay. <laughs> didn't we talk about uh, didn't we yeah. talk about safe words and all this stuff? I I, I want yeah, it to happen. I want it to happen naturally. All right. Exactly. Don't force it. Don't force it. So, Fabio, yeah. your, your your infamous tweets continued this way. Uh, you said H words love the movie Pretty Woman. A generous rich man falling for a dumb bitch just because she exists. Uh, yeah, you, that's pretty much the movie one word. That's what you just said. Like like um, loving someone just because of their existence. I think 
the only kind of love we always talk about uh, this with alex it's like you get this kind of love from god or from your mother and uh, mother mm. in the world you know like stuff like that giving her his everything without asking for anything and in the end she says no to his one offer unless he gives up more and follows her lead and probably what's your do, do you still stand with your statement after no, uh, watching the movie twice yeah yeah and I mean, it's not even just a me thing. Like we mm. see it all the time in most relationships. Mm. Most relationships are built around, I don't have to do anything as a woman. You have to do everything. And yeah. because I'm a woman, because I'm beautiful, that's why I can demand such high stakes. Mm-hmm. And then, you know what? I genuinely don't have a problem with that. I'm mm. okay with that. But I don't want to, to... let's see. Or I understand the world for what it is, and beauty mm-hmm. is the highest currency in the land. Mm-hmm. Of all the things in the world, yeah. there's that great example of if I want to hang out with a billionaire on his yacht, I can either be a beautiful woman or I have to be a man that has somehow done the impossible. I'm mm-hmm. either the funniest man in the world, I'm either the smartest in a particular category, I'm the strongest, whatever the case may be, that makes me stand out. I'm above average incompetency. And then he invites me onto his yacht. But there are beautiful women, I'm talking about legitimate tens, that will just be invited onto the yacht because they exist. Mm. So this reality is real, but there's a difference when you're a 10 and you expect that. And there's a difference between the average woman that the average guy has access to. Yeah, but the question is, the question is those tens who are like invited to to Dubai and yachts and all stuff, are those tens actually H-words? No, no, they're not. And and again, so... I mean, that's just the premise of the movie. Yeah, yeah. So outside of that movie, the reality that you can be just anybody. Because, the, again, the example is if this woman, Julia Roberts, is an H-word, and she that's how she makes her money, yeah. and she can land a guy like this, why can't yeah. I, who is mm, I in a different reality, get a billionaire or a trillionaire even? So it's like I have more access because I'm better than Julia Roberts' character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was gonna say this is the the basic idea with with the prostitute thing. It just makes it even more worse, so to speak, that she is like in an even yeah in a worse place than the regular woman, I would say, but still manages to get it happening to make it happen. <laughs> so, for any regular old girl which doesn't sell her body, let's put it that way, um, should still be able to actually get. Exactly this. And this is where I come back to what you said with the word dangerous, because much like most Disney movies, this puts a very bad and wrong idea in, in women's head. Oh, yeah. Hmm. And it, it, so it's funny because this is, what, 1990 this movie comes out? Yes, yes. And then we have all the conversations where a lot of guys are complaining about the, the, the dynamic of dating and OnlyFans and all hmm. these other options. And in, in in some cases, it's not it's not the majority, but it's a very small minority that is incredibly loud. Where women are touting these values and saying, "No, you got to do everything for me because I'm a woman and that's your role." Mm-hmm. So that is a very true reality. But I think for guys like us, we don't actually come in contact with women like that. That's only, yeah. but I mean, that's, that's only the question if. You know, I, I was watching the movie, like, re-watching it after, like, 15 years, probably. I was re-watching it again a few days ago in preparation for this episode. And I was, like, buying this movie, like, ten first 10, 15 minutes, and then, like, suspension of disbelief kicked in. I was like, mm, I, I can smell the Hollywood stamp on this on this show, on, on, this, on this movie. And especially the end, it was, like, so pathetic. I was, I was completely... 
being ripped out of the out of the experience. Uh, I couldn't I couldn't take it seriously. Uh, That's a bit of a question, you know. Uh, at the end, we, we're going to talk about this later. But the end is so pathetic. Like when he when he shows up, like as this <laughs> basically as this as this like white knight with those with those flowers down there. It's like yeah, come down. I, I love you. Stuff like that. Um, that's a bit of, of course it's Hollywood like please don't get me wrong um, as much as I would like keep it lightheartedly on this show I can't help but speak, uh, speak this up I understand movies do not have to necessarily be realistic to be good you know like you you, you, no. were, you were just mentioning like Dark Knight and stuff like that I love the old Spider-Man movies as well they are complete bullshit of course but the underlying yeah. truths the lessons about Let's say responsibility and growing up, becoming a man. Those lessons are gold, and I and I stand for them. It's beautiful movies, man. But what about but what about Pretty Woman? What about the lessons there? What is the underlying message of the movie? That's where I have a problem with. You know, this is like feeding a straight up lie to to people who who watch this stuff. What kind of value is is in this? You know, I know it's but just like... yeah, yeah, again. Well, I mean, like you were saying with those other movies you, you mentioned, it's I put it all in the same category. It's just for a different audience. Mm. And so when I watch this movie, I'm not actually disgusted. Again, I, I accept the realities of the world, mm. and I'm just like, all right, how can I game the system? If anything, I watch Pretty Woman, and it's funny because me and my boy, uh, there's this guy that we're trying to pull off some sort of movie project together. And we're like, all right, what's our concept? What's our concept? And then I'm looking at this and I'm like, we need to do something like Pretty Woman. He actually genuinely loves Pretty Woman. I don't. Okay. But what I love about Pretty Woman is how it's made and how it works so well. So my thing is, how can I do this? (laughs) How can I duplicate this and become incredibly successful with it? And in a dark triad sense, like build my empire using something that I genuinely don't value but i know the rest of the world values yeah um so i put it in the same category as the dark knight and all these other movies where the thing about propaganda and i don't use that word derisively i think propaganda is a tool and the thing about propaganda it works incredibly well to the point where you would never call it propaganda because it is based in fundamental truths that we all naturally know pre-woman works like that and 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 the Dark Knight with some of those fantastic scenes that we enjoy and so like that. So it's like we all know the harsh realities of terrorism and that it's really just chaos led by certain drivers, but that we all feed into because we need and want the chaos to justify other aspects of our life. Yeah. So Pretty Woman is a similar thing where it's like there are these harsh realities of the world where people are doing things and selling their bodies. But it also helps us to examine the nature of relationships. And it's like, even if you're not in sex work, depending on how your relationship is built, you're actually doing a lot of this stuff anyway. So how is it any different? And the fact that a lot of women can attest to not being all that. We don't have finishing schools like we did back in the day. So they're really not all that, but they're getting the man, they're getting the ring, they're getting the husband, they're getting the the kids and they're getting the house. So it's like, yeah, if, yeah. is it really off base to say that this movie doesn't resemble our reality? No, this is exactly what I was going to say, that actually this movie is quite true to, especially these days, reality. Um, <clears throat> maybe without the, the hookah part. Oh, sorry, I said it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, and <laughs> Three, the stream, two, stream's going one. down. No, we're still here. Oh, we're my God. <laughs> <laughs> All 
right, safe, safe word, age word. Okay, um, without the sex worker part, um, <laughs> but it's still true what what you said there. That most, I wouldn't say most women, but there are women out there that really don't bring anything to the table. Not even like beauty or even a nice personality, Ooh. I would say. But yeah. they still get everything, like everything they want as as a woman. And this is pretty telling. And most of it, I would say, is also because a the propaganda works and women are told that they can have everything without doing anything and also propaganda works on the other side for the men that they should value women women just for existing even if they don't really add anything to their life and this yeah. is really this has been instilled in in both genders really over decades now and yeah. it's interesting that this movie is so old actually because it's very true still today in my opinion absolutely yeah. and, and now we actually live in a world where uh, whatever you want to call it, we'll just call it sex work to keep it simple. Um, with, there are women that actually sell having sex with them, and there are women that sell the idea of relationship and mm -hmm. sex. And OnlyFans is a great example of that. Webcam in general is a great example of that. Mm -hmm. And and those of us who are familiar with that w world from the inside, and uh, as some people that are customers, you'll recognize that it, this movie now fully exists. And it, here's the funny part, where it's like the woman doesn't even have to get the relationship because now she gets all the benefits of a relationship without actually being in a relationship. It's the ultimate friend zone idea, mm -hmm. I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would say, and I'm gonna say, a woman wants everything be uh, without giving anything in return. But I say, if a woman wants any everything and a man is giving her everything, she actually deserves that. You know, it's, I it's, exactly. it's a, I do not have a problem with it's, it's, it. No, it's not the most boring episode you have because like I, yeah. I'm not actually disgusted by it. <laughs> yeah. It's just the way the world works. Yeah. I just know the man that I am. I would never settle mm -hmm. for something so basic. Yeah. Absolutely. Basic. That, that was well put. <laughs> <laughs> End of episode. But it was good, guys. <laughs> yeah, let, yeah, let, 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 let's let's let's. Let's call it a day before before the cops show up, man. <laughs> I mean, I, it's funny. You know what? This is the most that I've ever been genuinely concerned about what I say and how I say it. Um, I don't like this feeling. Yeah, sure. yeah, it's me, not a regular part of my life. I mean, neither. It's like, you know, that's that's the thing about this podcast. You know, uh, Alex has another channel where he does scripted videos. You know, he does like short mm. clips. And, of course, he's going to do scripts and all that. But this place, actually, Red Smoke, is... You know, we, we uh, me, Alex and I, we both don't depend on this podcast in any way, like financially or anything. It's just something we actually like to do, and okay. that's that's a little bit that's a little bit shocking. Of course, what happened a few minutes before that, uh, yeah, that's the first time that I, I know it's like something about censorship, um, which is not like copyright or anything. I mean, the screen you're watching at right now, this is like a modified screen so so we are not getting copyright issues but we had that earlier but this is the first time we we got like deplatformed so to speak if, if you can say that yeah that's yeah. uh it's it's a little bit sad because i would like to let the conversation free flowing and now i have this i have this bug in my mind you know i had the, it's there i just know i just can't say anything i want and it's uh, well, this is exactly yeah. the thing because it's actually not censorship itself censorship because you're afraid of being banned this is mm. even worse mm. and this is but but this is exactly what they've been playing for for ages now yeah. and and yeah, i can tell on that. twitter because i mean i've been banned there before mm. and the other people i know as well and they actually reached out to me and said they they don't post anything they think or want to post on twitter anymore mm. this is also why so many people have a telegram group because telegram doesn't do the censorship 
And yeah, you can just tell that the self-censorship is really rampant because of yeah the, the wokeism. And I mean, be getting crazy about the age word on the thumbnail. I mean, what can you really say to that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially when it's done in context. We're not calling women hookers. We're not saying hookers are bad. In fact, he said the exact opposite. <laughs> no, it's a funny time to be alive. But at the end of the day, all of our ancestors went through some sort of version of it. Um, mm. So this is our our role through the hay. And, um, I was going to bring something up, and I'm trying to recall it. But all right, so here's the thing. I sure. think the movie is masterfully done. It's nothing spectacular. In what, in what way? In what way was it masterfully done? Like cinematography so like, wise? I'm just thinking about. Well, all right. You know what? That's a good example. Cinematography. Because when we watch, we're considering this a rom com, correct? Yes. Okay, so it's a romantic comedy. Since the '90s, most romantic comedies look awful. Oh wait, wait, wait! I wouldn't call this a comedy. What would we call it? That, so it's a good question. We're, no, let's just start like, there. It's definitely not a comedy, man. This is... It's no. not a comedy to you because you don't like the what it says. <laughs> I, <or> it's <laughs> it's just <to> you. <laughs> I no. want to make sure we, get, we, we separate our feelings from well, the when, when I say When I think rom-com, I don't think Pretty Woman. What I do just, you think, then? Let's, we got to start with what you do think. So that we well, I think, I think Hitch, the movie we, we previously discussed on... Um, on the red smoke you know that's cool. that's a prime example of of uh, rom-com this movie is like uh no no uh i won't i won't also call it drama drama it is not um but do you recognize that this it's a romantic story with comedic elements <laughs> a few a few yeah no, just because we don't think it's funny actually i, I do think there are parts <laughs> that are objectively cute yeah, I was gonna say, I actually laughed a bunch of times uh, when I watched yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some things are. Am quiet. I the only one who has a huge problem with this movie? I thought this is like roasting Pretty Woman, not praising. No, come on, that's it's 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 free speech. No, and all I just that. want to be objective about that because I do not. And again, that's why I think it's so masterfully done. Is that the, uh, so? Let's talk about cinematography. Most movies like this, regardless of what we want to call it, they don't look as good. Like clearly, the people want to tell the story, and they're using the camera to tell it. So there's movement that you normally wouldn't see in a movie like this. Um, camera movement. And and it's not incidental. It's not like, oh, we had to get character from point A to point B. It's, no, I want to frame this a certain way. And I mm -hmm. like that because a lot of movies today are incredibly lazy to the point where they forget that it is a visual medium. Yeah. And so they rely too much either on the acting or on the, the script itself. So this movie doesn't necessarily do that. So I, I, I give it kudos for that. And then it's perfectly casted. So you got Richard. If this, if it were any other characters, any other actors, I don't think it would be as beloved as it is. Oh my god! I I really have a problem with with Richard Gere. He's like the kind of guy who looks who looks pretty good on a picture, but not in a film. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like he's kind of. I don't know if stiff is the right word. Yeah, of but... course, of course, it's his character in this movie. He's playing like this very boring businessman type of guy who's really cold in his everyday life. And in that regard, he plays it very well. But I just don't buy it when he gets emotional. I need to crack up. It's I, I can <laughs> I can smell his paycheck because that's the only thing he was thinking about during this movie. It's just like people people praise the chemistry in this movie. Like, oh, Julia Roberts and Richard Gere have so much great chemistry in this movie. 
Uh, no, no, I, I don't. I don't buy it for a second. Maybe, maybe I'm weird, but uh, yeah, I, I don't buy it. And it's, so I don't. I, it's hard to put into words why Richard Gere works, at least for me, or why I think he works for other people. Yeah. But clearly he does. And so I bring that up to say that originally there are a lot of people that were were being considered for this role. Um, Al Pacino was one of them. Yes. So at the very least, I can say if Al Pacino was in this version of this movie, I would feel everything that I think you're saying. <laughs> oh my god! I don't, I don't want to think about this version. <laughs> I don't want to live in the in the universe where he's playing. This. Oh my god! That's that's. Really it's, I'm, I'm like I'm like. No, see, it would be I'm more like, fantastic because then you just have scenes where he'd be like, "You're a hooker." <laughs> <laughs> And then she really would actually feel like a hooker. And then she'd be like, "Damn, I, mean, I hate my job." Can you can you go back to school? Can you imagine? Can you imagine El Pacino driving up into that in this limo uh, to Julia Roberts' house with these flowers in his hands, like hoo ha? You know, like what the fuck? Exactly. Is going on? Exactly. And that's oh, why what I mean were like they made a lot of smart decisions. And, mm. and here's the funny part, which I really am more fascinated with. It was supposed to be Al Pacino and Michelle Pfeiffer. And the movie was going to be everything that you and I, we three are, are talking about, which is what if this was more realistic and it was dark and it was gritty mm. and you really showed what it is to be a prostitute, what it is to have a pimp, what it is to live in the dreads of society yeah, yeah. and then have a come up like this. Yeah, it's, it's because it would yeah, be it would be the, the, the Scarface combo, right? <laughs> oh, wait, was that Michelle Pfeiffer? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was. Oh, okay. Actually, it was I pretty... forget her face. Yeah. When you guys mentioned that they they were into in talk about this this movie here in, in question, I thought this would be some some kind of sequel to Scarface, which is really... <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. snap. oh my god, that's wild. I like that. I like that. Um, so yeah, there you have those those different realities, and I think I would appreciate that movie more. It wouldn't be the hit that it was, but uh, when you see this movie and you recognize that, it was just like, it was perfect. This movie matches Julia Roberts' career. Oh, yes. Yeah. So Well said. It's a reflection of, like, she had these couple movies that I'm not too familiar with. And then after this movie, she was launched into the stratosphere. And then she gets on, is the 90s were her heyday. Like, I believe even Aaron Brockovich came out. So yeah, Notting Hill and all this stuff, yeah. All right, cool, cool. You know it better than I do. Mm. So it's, um, it's oh, look at this gorgeous woman with these fidgety characteristics. She feels like the girl next door or your kid sister. In my case, she almost exactly resembles my, my kid sister. Mm. And that's one of the reasons why I always feel comfortable watching her on screen because I'm like, all right, it's just my sister. Um, but the other side of it is, she, yes, yeah, so she's just incredibly lovable. And then let's give her this, because she's so lovable, let's give her the Cinderella lifestyle. And as an audience and as the producers behind her career, this movie really sets her off to have that Cinderella career. Mm -hmm. And now she can do whatever she wants, basically. So basically, it's, it wasn't just the, the, the premise in the whole movie to teach women the Cinderella story. Also, Julia Roberts actually had it happen to her. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think Hollywood is really like that. I mean, a lot of actors, I love, I think Tom Cruise is a great example of that. Uh, Will Smith, I'm trying to think of others, but their career, the movie, their movie choices tend to reflect their actual yeah. careers. 
and it's just wild. Like Mission Impossible was the big thing that launched um, Tom Cruise, the first movie, mm-hmm. which is my favorite. And in that movie, and if anyone grew up with the TV series, if I recall this correctly, the series was about a different character. So this Ethan Hunt, Tom mm-hmm. Cruise's character, is the protege of the main character, which is why the the, the villain is who it is in that movie. Um, I'm trying to keep it light without any spoilers, but it's a fantastic movie worth watching because it's not just about the visual action. And that whole series is about him coming into his own as uh, a spy, whatever, as well as like in his career, like he was coming into his own, like blazing a trail of who he is as an actor and what he can do. So it's funny how these movies reflect their lives. I don't think it's by accident, but that's as much as I notice it. Do you actually think... The only thing I, I just can't think about is how does Al Pacino's personal life look like and if it resembles his movie career? I have like some serious problems, man. Yo, him, Nicolas Cage. Oh, jeez, man. I think there might be there those legitimate outliers. Oh my god, Nicolas Cage. Man. Nicolas Cage, I just thought of that as it's well. It's like his whole life is an acid trip, man. Like there's so, so Hollywood does this thing where it turns into you into a Frankenstein monster for the most part. So mm. it's like, oh, okay, we know you have a appeal but we're gonna put this person's arm on you this person's voice in you this person's leg and we're gonna turn you into this amalgam of what you actually are however there are some men that i don't think hollywood can do that with nicholas cage and al pacino i think are those two men mm. yeah <laughs> because they're just oh what's another guy that guy that was in that movie her uh, uh joaquin, joaquin phoenix. phoenix yeah yeah like you can't force that guy yeah. to be anything but himself yeah. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, we, Alex and I, we have, we have an issue with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I liked him. I loved him in The Village. I loved him in a, in a few other movies, but I hated, I hate him since Joker. Oh, since Joker? Wait, mm. what has he done since Joker? Uh, nothing, as far as I know. No, he, he means the Joker movie. But I actually hate him since the last speech on some sort of oscar yeah thing yeah. he gave after joker which was just the vocal shit i've heard in a while and then uh, no not, not, not as vogue as leonardo dicaprio's acceptance yeah, right. that was still cringe right. as fuck man yeah no, <laughs> i don't even remember this okay cool, cool. Uh, I, I, I gotta watch the uh i gotta watch some al pacino acceptance speech afterwards to to clean my head you know like wash my yeah. eyes a little bit but anyway just just um about the the careers of the act actress here in question um mm-hmm. i only remember runaway bride and there was another movie with her uh where she is this this cop and then turns into this hmm. this model you remember what? this sounds like this... a porn to me man <laughs> this sounds was like really well with the sequel <laughs> yeah it a was cop turned into a mom. <laughs> yeah she was this she was basically a, a very massive wait are you thinking about sandra then? bullock in that miscongeniality movie series oh i might mix them up again i always mix those, those two actresses yeah <laughs> okay so that might be it um, yeah, that's it you're right so what i was gonna say is this uh the movie doesn't make sense to guys that understand the way the world works yeah. Actually, I don't even think you need to really understand the way the world no, works. No, I would, I would say it actually, yeah, it actually makes sense if you know how the world works. Then this movie makes sense. In yes, in yes, in yes. the way that it doesn't make sense, you know. As, as... I think both is true. Yeah. To be honest. <laughs> so what I'm pointing out is that the way Richard Gere's character acts 
behaves is not indicative of a man that would hire a prostitute. That was that was what I, but that was also what was like catching my 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 suspension of disbelief because as the movie started I was like yeah makes sense okay but in the end I was like why is he acting out of character because he was yeah. always he was always like this man who was I would say more or less in control I also like the yes. scenes where where Julia Roberts is like <laughs> it's like basically trying to seduce him even though he. Yeah, he hired a prostitute, but she's like, she's doing the hardest to like impress him and all this stuff. And he he's this very he's this very cool guy and like focused on his work and all this stuff. How how did it happen that this guy at the end of the movie became like such a? I I don't like to use those red pill words, but he actually became a white knight on a on a no, horse. It, it's really absolutely. it's it's the only time when this word is actually appropriate. How did this happen? It's really out of character for me. It doesn't make sense. I mean, I'm, even before all the, the ending, you have moments where he's fighting with a sex worker. Uh, and it's like, oh, this is your girlfriend now. It doesn't make sense. So the old adage is you don't pay, um, what is it? You don't pay a prostitute for sex. You pay her to leave when you're done. Uh, that is the mindset. Uh, and if you don't understand that mindset, you won't understand sex work at all. Or the, the the value of relationships if you don't want to live that hooker life, and mm. here he is doing the exact opposite of that. Like he wants the relationship, and in a sense, we kind of know that because he's tired of having these girls get mad at him and start fights with him, and he's like, "There's got to be a better way." So it, we, the movie starts off with like his his girlfriend in New York, I think, and she's complaining that yeah. he's not around or something, and he's just like, "Oh, just." Work it out with my secretary. We'll talk later. I think they're actually and, breaking up yeah. uh, at the beginning. Yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't remember it well enough. But essentially, it sets up that this is not the first time. Like, he gets girls. It's not a problem. It's just maintaining the relationship. Maybe that's where his game falls short. Oh, I gotta be... So, I gotta yeah. say, the way I watched this movie, as for me, it was like, this is the first time Richard Gere is booking a a, uh, a call girl, so to speak. As for me, this yes. was like... He, this guy doesn't even know what he's doing. So that's yeah, the impression that I got, you know? <laughs> I had the same feeling there. Yeah. It's, it, he's, he's one of those Joe Cool guys. So, like, um, I mean, that, and that's one of the fun things about being a man. Like, even if you don't know what you're doing, you can seem like you're, you know what you're doing. Mm. <laughs> so that is believable <laughs> in a sense. Uh, I don't think the Hollywood writers genuinely understood that. Um, so it comes off the way that it does. But there is that aspect to being a man where it's like, you've got to pretend that you know what you're doing, even when you don't, because nobody wants to be around someone that, that doubts himself. Mm. Uh, but yeah, he's just making all these dumb mistakes. He's fighting with her. He's 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 apologizing to her. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm trying to remember how many times he said, I'm sorry. And I'm like, that's not what you do. Yeah, I'm also <laughs> like, I'm, also like I'm sorry for, for what exactly? It's very like like when I when I think about exactly. the when I think about the conflict in quote unquote the conflict or whatever whatever happens between the second and third act, I don't even remember what 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 was the fucking conflict? What was the problem? I mean in the end he's like he's apologizing for something and then they're like breaking up ten minutes before the movie exactly. ends. Why what happened there? I'm, just, I'm really, really confused. Because man. she's a hooker that hates being reminded that she gets paid to have sex. Mm. Every single what argument is... comes down to that. So every time he reminds yeah. her, or maybe she's reminded, not necessarily something that he did, she gets pissed off and she storms out. 
so like there's this one part where um she wants to quit early right it's i think she's mm-hmm. there for six days and he's like all right i'm gonna give you three thousand dollars and they agreed to that and then he actually puts the three thousand dollars because um i think she had a bad night or something i forgot what it was and she gets mad that he reminds her that hey you're getting paid for this because essentially she's an employee like she makes him look really good in a lot of different scenes where he's facing the public he's trying to pull off this business deal he has this gorgeous woman inside which is a powerful tool and it actually helps him which is one of the reasons why i do like movie because it gets that right like the right woman in your corner as long as she's well behaved will help you not only look good but project you as more powerful than you might actually be which means you can make moves that other men wouldn't be able to make Hmm. So I love that lesson if the, the smart guys watching this are paying attention. But at the same time, because he's paying her, he doesn't treat her as someone that's actually an employee. Hmm. But anyway, I'll, at, at the end of the day, she gets mad several times because she's like, oh, I'm a hooker and you're making me feel like a hooker. But yeah, it's like, what? that's your job. <laughs> that's yeah. who you are. I'm not making it up. But wasn't it also because some some co-worker of his actually called her out on it? Something like that. That was yeah. That's a different dynamic. But again, it, it's it's he he slips that um, she's a hooker. Then the guy makes an advance on her, and he's kind of a, he's made out to be this creepy character, which is yeah. another thing that we can get into. Um, oh, but yeah. Hollywood writers tend to do that. Uh, but anyway, <clears throat> but again, that's she's mad because all right, I'm this hooker on this job, and now there are other people that know that I'm a hooker on this job. Granted, discretion is always key. That's a great lesson. Mm. Don't put your business out there. But at the end of the day, if you are what you are, you either own it or you don't do it. Nice one, man. Nice one. Accountability. Yeah, yeah. I think... Yeah, Alex, you go. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Yeah, I think it's also, again, this idea that she's... She's really enjoying this new world, obviously, right? I mean, who wouldn't? But... She sort of tries to forget where she comes from because um, I remember this one scene where actually her her friend or other hooker friend calls her and she yep. sort of forget about this whole forgot about this whole thing that this is her actual life actually. So yeah, then being reminded of it constantly pretty much uh, yeah sends her off rails. But this is exactly the key. You can't just forget about the past out of nothing and all you did. Um, you need to own it and then you can live with it. But yeah, this. Not exactly. exactly. And, and so it's weird. She wants the best of both worlds. She's like, oh, I, I, I think I like this guy and I want to be with him, but I also want to go back to my regular. It's, it's this weird fake conflict. Mm. It might just be the script itself. Like they're just forcing a conflict that actually isn't there. Yeah. Your wife was so terrible and now you have. Because the final fight is this they're having lunch or something together. And he's like, how about the next time I'm here, we meet up again? In fact, how about, like, I give you an apartment and mm. you can have uh, a stipend, blah, blah, blah. He's not talking to her as a hooker, but she interprets it as such. He's talking to her as what a lot of guys in his position would do, which is, I'm going to make you my girlfriend. I'm not going to invite you to move in with me, but I'm going to set you up in your own space. And when I'm in town, we'll do our relationship. And a lot of women don't understand that dynamic. The, the smart ones that do, they're happy and they're situated. They have their bills paid. They have no debt. They have their car and, and they have this money. You can call it a sugar daddy. But at, at the end of the day, people in powerful positions, every man takes care of his girl. Hmm. But the more powerful you are, the more you, you can take care of that girl. Yeah, but the movie portrays it as something that is wrong. 
<laughs> and that's where it's and that's where it confuses a lot. Yeah. Now yeah. you're gonna grow up with this reverse idea, even though everything you're telling yourself, well, oh, I have to be a man that provides, feeds into it. And that's the conflict. It's like we're we're confusing the hell out of people. Yeah, also like if this movie would go on for like 10, 15 minutes longer, we would have like the next fight. One hundred percent. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. That's why I think right because, because we keep coming back to the ending, <clears throat> it's not just I think the the Hollywood whole thingy it's also i don't know who wrote the script actually but i think it's also the 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 motherly thing you know that she actually changes him this this idea because she also gets him to to think about his business because it doesn't create anything of worth and so this is what she does to him so it's not just that she's like a nice girl or something that she also changes him this this old idea that women have teenage girls have i should say <laughs> yeah, but isn't that uh, isn't that what what happens in the very last that's the very last piece of dialogue i think they, this is this is like a callback to earlier because richard mm-hmm. gears says to her yeah the the white knight is oh no she tells him about the dream she had yes. as a little girl yeah the white yeah. knight is gonna come on a on a horse and save me from from whatever from whatever he's gonna save me and yeah. in the end he recalls that he, he tells us again yeah i'm the white knight and i'm gonna come to rescue you and then she says, I don't know exactly what she says. She says, like, yeah, now, and who's going to rescue you? Or I'm going to rescue you now, too. I was like, Something like that. What, what exactly are you, are you rescuing me for, man? <laughs> yeah, and that's the delusion. <sighs> um, yeah, yeah. I think there was a discussion, if I remember the scene correctly, I don't know, that because his business, he buys up other companies and breaks them up or something, right? <clears throat> yeah, so he, he just buys and sells. It's more yeah, or exactly. less what it looks like. In this and, case, oh no, go up for it, Yeah, and I think there was a discussion early. I don't know if she initiated it or whatever, but there was this discussion that it doesn't create anything of worth what he does, even though he mm-hmm. makes a lot of money. <clears throat> so this is what she or her motherly instinct, so to speak, is trying to save him from. I think this is the idea behind it. I don't know if this was intentional. In the script, or just some sort of side plot, so they can have, have this ending. I don't know, but it's, it's this old idea that men need to be saved somehow. <laughs> now that's interesting because that when did the movie American Psycho? Oh, was that ninety two? Oh, nice. It was definitely a nineties movie, but uh, exactly <sighs> because there are these. Later, I think. I'm trying to think of. I think it came in ninety two, maybe ninety four. Two thousand, two thousand, dude. What? Oh, never mind. Okay. But it but it sure. plays it plays in the eighties, yeah. Yeah. It's it's set in the eighties. Oh, that's right. That's what I, all right. So that's what I'm getting at. Thank you. So basically the nineties were right, so you're in the middle, man. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well what I was getting at is this idea of um anti yuppie culture. So in a yeah. sense, this is a likable yuppie and so it plays in the way that Alex is describing and it also has a second layer of maybe an early story about how to pull yuppies out of their world and in order to do that they have to go to the dregs of society they have to go to the mean streets of la mm. and and pick up a whore <laughs> so it's it's, it's <laughs> yeah. just funny to say out loud but i mean it, it's this absurd way of um setting up anti-yuppie culture yeah well this is like this is like the last movie i was thinking about when we think about pretty woman how, how did you come to how do you think about American Psycho right now? It's like it's it's like the oh, same. It just reminds me of a businessman that um, needs to get out of his business world so mm. he can be grounded. 
and it, going back mm, to the motherly mm. effect of a woman being a mother to some men and and pulling him out of his world because there is that legitimate stance where i know the way i am with my work i always need to be reminded to be grounded like i purposely go out and i take long trips uh, long walks in the park mm. and i go into the woods and I, I have bonfires i do things that get me into my physical body yeah which is difficult for me because i have uh, i have health concerns so i'm not mm. able to train go to the gym like i used to so it's like how can i ground myself so i'm not too much in my head thinking about making money and and, and creating offers so i i understand the value of that conversation mm -hmm. However, they couch it in this thing that says that lifestyle altogether is bad, which I don't believe. Yeah. Because business has value. We wouldn't have this call if it wasn't for business. Yeah. Now, I'm not talking about our individual businesses, but I mean, this app wouldn't exist. These tools wouldn't exist if someone didn't go to work to create them. So our yeah. whole world is based off it, whether we like it or not. Mm. So why would we want to say, uh, what are all those phrases that people talk about? Like, uh, anti or eat the rich and things like that. Um, you, maybe you guys are more familiar. I, I purposely don't. I steer away Wait, from that. What, what makes you? What makes you think we are more familiar with anti-capitalism and, <laughs> and Greta and all those? You guys are in the zeitgeist. Not because you care about it, but because this is your world of pop culture. Yeah, yeah because we we worked through the whole Joker movie for example. We're all, oh, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. right? We're yeah. all too insulated. But I mean, you know the you know what I'm getting at, those expressions that and you're like, "Wait, what are they talking about?" <laughs> <laughs> what is it like abolish police? What is it? Defund mm. the police. That's what it is. Oh, and then it's like this whole idea of the world as it is is terrible even though I'm complaining on it. I'm co complaining about it on a $1000 iPhone. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah, that's this meme from the girl who is at Starbucks and he she has yes. this iPhone that says capitalism sucks sticker on it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and that's the thing like it, it's absurdity within absurdity, which I do love. I love it, but mm. it, it, reality is absurdity. So I like absurdity art. Yeah, absolutely. is one of my favorite writers and he was masterful with it and he would really force you to see things for what they are by using absurd assertist elements mm. to, to capture the, 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 the emotion of it. it but all this is, I might be getting too heady with it already, so mm -hmm. I need to ground. I'm going to let you know. That's okay. But I always get a, a <laughs> chuckle from that when I <clears throat> when I see how people complain about something which is only a quote-unquote issue in this very sanitized world. And if they had real problems, they wouldn't even think about that. But this is Thank really you. where we where we find ourselves. In. <laughs> exactly. My family is from Haiti. I've never been to the island, but it's like, and even without having been to the island, I've had an extreme life where I've dealt with some shit that I won't don't want anyone I care about to ever have to deal with, mm. and I still do not complain. That's why this episode is kind of hard because it's like I would love to pretend to be angry about it, but at the end of the day, I'm just like it is what it is. So I can't even give that 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 fun take, but it's I don't know it's an acceptance level that most of us don't have, and part of it is because people don't go outside and they don't travel. Yeah, but you're you're very depolarized. This is a very healthy healthy stance, I would say, because any sort of mm. polarization to one pole or the other is always unhealthy. It doesn't matter if it's left or right or whatever it is. I think you know, oh, depolarization cool. is very helpful. Yeah, I like that. No one's ever said that. Uh, depolarization. I mean, I definitely have my poles, and I definitely stick with them. Or my thing is, I'm just about the natural law of things. If it doesn't abide by nature's laws, it won't end well. So if I can observe it in nature, I'm gonna repeat it. I'm gonna add it to my life. 
but these things that are unnatural that we've never seen in nature before that's where i stay away from it uh, that's that's that makes a nice uh, safe word man <laughs> well, uh, sorry, oh, no, sorry. About, sorry about breaking the tone right? <laughs> like, just... no i like it i like it well maybe uh, i'm gonna take it somewhere different though and i don't know if you have any experience with working with uh, film people uh writers and directors specifically but this goes back to jason alexander's character the guy that um the best friend of richard Gere, maybe not best friend but you know they've been working together for 10 the, the, law, the lawyer i think it was wasn't it yes something like yeah. that i don't know but they worked together on closing deals mm. and then there's this one scene where he's just pissed off that he said no or he didn't say no to the deal he uh repositioned the deal so instead mm. of uh i think they were buying the company instead of buying it they restructured it mm, which yeah. meant instead of making a billion dollars they made like i don't know 700 million and it's like what the fuck so he was pissed um <laughs> and, but that said um there's this weird thing and it's not just a film thing it's a lot of creative guys that for whatever reason they internalize their inability to talk with girls and have a healthy relationship and the way that they internalize it is to create rape fantasies in their creative yeah. work it's yeah. like so comically villainous you know it's like the like the Comment. way yeah, yeah, go yeah, on. It's, it's it's really like uh you know when i think of a villain you know like like really comic book villain type you know like this oh, yes. like the, the like the way he instantly wants to rape this girl like come on come the fuck down make him make him look more realistic of course there are cases uh where, where stuff like this happens of course there are people who who actually act this way but mm -hmm. this is like this makes it so easy for the audience to hate this person that it's actually hard for me you know it's just very on the nose yeah yeah it's it's exactly yeah. exactly and then but that that's what i'm talking about with it, which is that there are these guys and sometimes it's not guys it's women too but it's a different uh, tenor when women do it but these male script writers for whatever reason they're not good with girls in real life which could easily be fixed but they don't know that and so they put in these sexual fantasies um of oh women don't like me let me punish them in my films and it's always a sexual aggressive thing uh, and yeah. that's what bothers me because growing up i couldn't so i used to work in the industry I did tv shows i did um, um different film projects uh, and then when people know you're in that world they're like oh can i show you my script can i show you my script i cannot tell you and it was usually film students but it happens with uh, adults as well um i can't tell you how many scripts i've read where there was a forced rape scene <laughs> forced in the sense that um you could take it out and the story would not change one iota so it's like what is it about you that you're forcing a rape scene into this story that doesn't mm -hmm. need it yeah it's like Thanks. you know you know yeah it's it's of course you have to ask the question why are screenwriters always like i would say white knights because if you're good with girls or if you're like a powerful man then the powerful man gets the girl in the end and if you're like a loser, the the loser gets the girl in the end in your script, you know, in your fantasy. So yeah. this is this is what you said earlier, Poppy, when you said, uh, yeah, some actors resemble their actual life. Like for example, Hitch, Will Smith, pretty much mirrors <laughs> mirrors his real life. Uh, and I think when it comes to screenwriters, this is even more meta, definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, so it's always bothered me. I can't make joke of it. 
it's just it, 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 it just really pisses me off and I want more people to know about it which is why I'm saying it out loud it's usually been a private conversation mm. for me but pay attention to these movies where they have um, um, rape scenes uh, the most famous one would be Irreversible I've purposely never seen that movie because supposedly there is a one shot one camera angle like 9 or 11 minute rape scene mm-hmm. and it's like just that sentence alone I'm like why was that necessary for that movie yeah, it's like it's sex scenes in general, you know? It's, uh, like, plot-wise or narratively, <laughs> when you write a script, every line, every second is is very precious, so... <laughs> it's like, no way there's, there's, yeah. there's, there's space for an 11-minute one-take rape scene, so, yeah. yeah. yeah so I was and thinking... I could be saying that wrong, but I believe that is the the case with the movie Irreversible. Uh, but yeah, 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 it's just this this lazy, nasty trope that says more about the people behind the camera and it's never talked about, which again, it's part of the propaganda because if we, if we allow it to be in the movie in the first place, then it becomes second nature for us to believe that, Oh, this is what a rapist looks like Mm -hmm. when the exact opposite is true. Statistically, we know what rapists look like and they look like your best friend, not some random guy. Yeah. And now we're setting people up for failure because these women think they're genuinely being safe because they're avoiding that Jason Alexander character when in reality they're endearing themselves to the real rapist that's gonna ruin them in a very casual setting that they took for granted mm. because they thought oh this was my friend and he's not yeah this was and very that, good man. Uh, I was never yeah. expecting something like that because honestly I really only fought um, but this was my my obliviousness there. Uh, the head, he just tried to make a very toxic masculine character there, and was just very lazy with the screenwriting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, this could could be a bit of both, but. And I wonder if it, I mean, I'm not going to look into it, but I wonder if this was one of the first cases. I'm pretty sure it's not. I've, I've never studied the film to figure out like how these rape scenes are coming about. Yeah. But we know it well enough. I think like I, every now and then I come across a movie and. The, this rape scene I'm just like uh, or a TV show yeah I was thinking of Game of Thrones for example yeah um, so are there I'm trying to think what happens in Game of Thrones uh, what, sex sex blood sex yeah. uh, violence oh no no that which I know I'm trying to think of the rape specifically though there are a lot of rape oh scenes, there's rape if, yeah. Yeah. If, if you are into rape this is the show you gotta watch <laughs> man. this is the show for you guys <laughs> 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 rape <laughs> but the interesting thing was apparently the show is very close to the books right and i think this is all also in the books if i remember correctly but mm. if you look at the author it makes a whole lot of sense in my opinion. <laughs> so i don't know either way and, I, and i've been told the exact opposite so i don't know what's happening right now which is that it doesn't follow the books that well or maybe a few seasons don't mm. and the writers took liberties to add extra sex and relationships that didn't actually exist yeah, I think they did, yes, also. But or, no, I'm, also not to say that it didn't of... exist, but yeah. uh, didn't necessarily, um, wasn't necessarily rape. And Why so, again, think... it's these writers taking these creative liberties. God, do, do you guys think those people, those screenwriters, are, this is their way of expressing their suppressed sexuality in some way? Is this like Absolutely. some? Is this like some desire they, they have never fulfilled and this is what they are trying to, to project? I don't know. Like, th- th- there must be a reason, right? Let's take sex out of it. So we... Well, I, I don't know. Maybe you can't take sex out of it. But uh, a great example is from the Iliad. Um, uh... So the writer... I mean, we, uh, 
how should I explain this? So you have this character, Paris, who is more an effeminate man. Mm-hmm. And his brother, I'm trying to recall his name. Hector. Yeah, oh, it is. Alexis, right. Alexis, Alexis is your, your movie. Because that name yeah. always throws me off. And I'm like, is he Mexican? I'm like, wait, what is he? All right, all right. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Hector is the exact opposite. He's a man's man. So he can fight, which is why he fights with a sword. He looks his enemy in the eye, and he takes him head on. Paris is a feminine. He sees his enemy and he goes as far away as he can hide and he pulls out a bow and arrow. And to this day, we know that snipers are considered cowardly soldiers. To this day, if a sniper is caught, he's not going to live as a prisoner of war. He will be killed immediately because mm-hmm. it is it is this understood uh, thing on the battlefield that it, you need to look your enemy in the eye. And if you're a mile away shooting me down, you don't deserve to live. So if I catch you, I'm killing you. But anyway, going back to the way that our uh, what we know about the psyche of writers, like they'll use these characters as a way to glorify themselves because Paris is the hero. He's the one that survives. He takes his the woman that he stole yes. cowardly. He stole this woman cowardly. Yeah. And he defends her cowardly with the bow and arrow and he goes off to create Rome afterwards. So we see this time and time again. That's just a classic story that I want to use as an example. But the things you cannot do in your own life, you will reflect in your creative art. And I even do this. Um, so it's like, it's not a bad thing in and of itself. It's just the way that we relate to the word. And then what's a more provocative story? Like if I actually talk about um, an hour of my life and it's kind of just dull, like I'm not actually going to write about it, but I'm, I will find the most fantastic thing that happened that day and then I'll write about that as mm-hmm. if to say that that was my entire day. It really wasn't. It was like five minutes of it. So, I mean, we all do it in some way, shape, or form, but it's, are we, but in a, in the ultimate effect over the past hundreds of years of storytelling, we've now glorified traits that don't benefit the average man. Mm-hmm. Specifically, name me a few traits. Um... I think Spider-Man is a great example. Here you have a teenage boy that doesn't, he's good at one thing, but he's not, which is science and whatever his field of study is. He's like a nerd, basically, yeah. Exactly, yeah, absolutely. He's a nerd, he's a feeble nerd, he gets picked on at school. But all of a sudden he's a hero Mm -hmm. and he's virtuous because he has a moral code, even though if guys actually live their life like that, either waiting for a, a, a venomous spider to turn them into a superhero, without recognizing, hey, I can actually be great if I just applied myself in one, two, or three different Mm -hmm. areas. What if I went to the gym instead of complaining about my life? What if I actually said hi to five girls a day and got comfortable with just talking to girls? Not asking them out, not trying to have sex, but just get comfortable presenting myself and making a girl Mm -hmm. laugh. Or what if I actually spend 10 minutes of my day, maybe an hour of my day, on a project that will make me money? So these are three practical things that every guy can do, but I've never seen a movie that actually encouraged those behaviors. I keep thinking about it, and it's just yeah, it's very really tough. It's yeah, you know, yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, I mean, look, the question is, do you think a movie could work where um, Peter Parker becomes Spider Man and he sees that Mary Jane gives him a hard time, his his so speak girlfriend? Mm-hmm. Can, can you see it in a movie that Peter Parker goes up to her and says? 
fuck you, bitch, man. I, I can have every I can have every girl. I'm Spider Man. You know, this is this is this is a way this is a way Hollywood would portray a bad guy. This is what basically happened in the last Spider Man movie with uh, Tobey Maguire. He he becomes like oh, this. Yeah. You That's guys, right. you guys know the yeah. memes, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now, now dig on this. You know, it's like, yeah. Exactly. This is, uh, this is this is Hollywood's way of saying like, yeah, he's a bad guy. Even though I love Sam Raimi, but yeah. No, yeah. But exactly. I actually think, I think Papi has a great point there because this scene, this very very infamous scene with uh, on the, in the first Spider-Man, I think <laughs> this is actually what would happen if some some nerdy guy would have the superpowers. He would become mm. this kind of assholeish dude because he doesn't have this this foundation of confidence before that. Yeah, I don't I don't like game. it. I don't like it that this this is like Venom or some kind of alien that is like yeah. uh taking him over. Oh, I'm like, yeah come on, let yeah. this be let this be your character. There's like yeah. there has to be some some truth in it, you know? It, it would be so much cooler if it's like, wow, this is a side of Peter Parker we have never seen. There's like some actual darkness inside of him. Uh that would be way more interesting. No, absolutely. I mean, that's why Batman is kind of cooler, because mm-hmm. at least he trains and he develops himself in mm-hmm. all these different areas. When he, he speaks, like, several different languages, he knows, I think that the number is 168 different martial arts. Like, mm-hmm. he's built himself to be a great man. Granted, he had the benefit of money, but if you took the money away, he would still be this man that made himself into what we like about him. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, they do weaken his character with these romances and and what have you but at the end of the day that's one of the very few examples of i didn't get superpowers i had to become mm-hmm. super yeah it's so really like that it's really like this the more i think about it regardless of like superhero movies or whatever the the number one kryptonite <laughs> no pun intended is uh is always girls it's always girls. That's like the that's like the ultimate power in the world. And if a girl comes up to you, even even Batman is gonna break. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's a shame because they never teach around it. But granted, the, the writers don't probably know themselves, so they're mm. writing what they do know, and then the stories come out the way that they do. Yeah. But I love what you were saying about the Spider-Man thing. It's like, hey, stop treating me this way. I'm just gonna go up to a nice girl, like because that's more realistic. And honestly, if there was a kid that was like that, absolutely, um, he would he would explore his options however he chose to do that, whether it was having several girlfriends or at least not feeling guilty that um, he had a girl over here or a girl over there. That mm-hmm. seems more realistic than being infatuated with someone that treats mm-hmm. you poorly. Yeah, also like that this... Uh... Hey, never mind, actually, maybe... I, it's hard. Mm-hmm. There are things that I want to say, which I just said, but then I realize, oh, if I look out my window, no, I've seen that story. Yeah, that would happen. I think Spider-Man is well done now that I think about it. Yeah, it is, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the... Terrible lessons, but it actually does play out that way. Absolutely. I mean, we all know that guy that's like, oh, I'm going to get super rich and I'm going to go for my high school sweetheart again. Mm. And it's like, Ugh, I'm going to get my ex back. I, I get that a lot. Mm. Um, oh, gosh. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ, man. <laughs> Oh my and God. I'm like, yeah, all right. But my thing is, uh, when those guys actually do the work, it always happens. And this is not just about women. This is about everything. I remember I got turned down for a job. Are you guys familiar with Ramit Sadie? No. Alex? Okay, so no. he's, he's this famous businessman in America. Um, he, he owns I Will Teach You To Be Rich. So he mm. started teaching people about how to use money to make more money. And then his career blew up into him teaching about 
lifestyle design. So like how to get the girl, how to how to speak, uh, how to how to build a, a an online business, all this. And I remember I'm like, all right, this guy is really cool. I'm gonna apply for a job with him. So I messaged him directly. I'm like, hey, I want to be your copywriter. I want to write copy for you. Yeah. I'm about what you do. Blah blah blah. And then he ignored me, so I sent another email. <laughs> <laughs> I followed up, and he goes like, all right, talk to my head of uh, copy. And I talked to that guy, really brilliant man. I'm forgetting his name. Um, he does Vanguard Marketing. What is his mm-hmm. name? But anyway, he's the one that put me on to the next level of my copywriting career. But they didn't give me a job, and that was the point. So I was fucking pissed, and I'm just like, all right, I'm going to become the best damn copywriter so that they, they wanna, they're they going to start um, reaching out to me. So my thing is, when I don't get my way, I just resent the thing that didn't give me my way or the person. So I'm like, fuck, 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 fuck this team, even though I was just like, all right, I'm glad this guy gave me a tip on how to improve my game. And um, and sure enough, once I actually became at the level where I could approach him, I didn't even give a damn anymore because yeah. it wasn't it wasn't a personal <laughs> nice. attack. It was just, hey, this was a test for me to develop myself. And now that I am developed, I realize, oh, I don't need to kiss this guy's ass. I can do whatever I want. And since then, I've never taken on a client. I, I only write for myself at this point. I think it also takes away a little bit of the bitterness. You know, I don't think exactly. you. I don't think you're actually bitter at him anymore, right? I was. I don't even think I actually technically was, but I at least pretended to be so I could mm. justify the energy and put it in a different place. Mm. Because what's the alternative? It's oh, that sucks. I'm a loser. Yeah. I could either pretend that I'm a loser, or pretend that I'm mad. I will always choose to pretend that I'm mad. And ten years later, actually, you know what? I'm not going to say that. No, no, I will say that. So ten years later, mm-hmm. um, I forgot where it was. I don't really remember the details of it. But there's something that he did on Twitter that resembled something that I did on Twitter. And I'm like, is this guy following me? And is he copying my game? And I know that tr- that's not the truth. It just we. It was one of those things where, like, when you work in a similar space, you realize that sometimes messaging can be very similar. But it, yeah, it was like ten years later, and I'm just like, huh? Isn't it funny how we all come full circle? Absolutely. And I'm not yeah. calling him a plagiarist because I know someone's going to misinterpret <laughs> what I just said. I'm just saying <laughs> it's funny how I could have. This story could have gone in one of two different ways, and the way that I chose got me to recognizing him as an equal instead of glorifying him and putting him on a pedestal. Yeah, who knows what so, would, who knows what would have happened if if he if you actually got accepted back in the days as his copywriter? Maybe you would have. I wouldn't appreciate to... it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know what we can only speculate so much, but that would have been interesting. Yeah. I, I think I would. I was clearly out of my league. I was arrogant enough to propose it, mm-hmm. but I wasn't humble enough to recognize I don't belong here. But if I did get the chance, I would have rose to the opportunity for sure. I don't think I would have lasted that. Alex, you were about to say something. I cut you off. So. That was really just uh, because uh, because he said that someone will misconstrue that. This reminded me of that that meme with Bender from Futurama, where it says, "There must be a way for this to victimize me." With that difference, kind of haircut. Yeah, I like this a lot. I'm yeah, gonna because. This up. Yeah, that will happen. It's it's the internet, you know, YouTube. Um, you will be, yeah. Someone will pick it up in some way that makes them a victim, and then you're the ass. <laughs> I think I think I'm gonna play the victim card for Red Smoke, man. I got I, the stream got taken down for just for me expressing myself, you know. 
what the hell, man? Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. I feel it's you know what? Oppressed. I'm gonna send you something that you can post on the screen. For yeah, you go, man. I go. Send me, send me, over, send me over Discord. It's by Discord. Oh, Discord. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. But it, it was. I mean, it, it goes back to the gender topic, mm. but it's the same concept, which is, yeah, if you're creative enough, you can. I also like that we don't talk about <laughs> pretty women anymore. Uh, this kind of, <laughs> kind of way. What, what movie do you mean? It's like, yeah. Dude, we, <laughs> yeah. no, we do exactly what's on the thumbnail. We're doing family-friendly right. content that's right. that's actually appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the real question then, and I'm trying to make a list as uh, as I think about it. What movies that are similar to Pretty Woman that you would rather watch than Pretty Woman? Either because they're romantic, comedic. Or they have some of the same values, but better represented. Oh god! Oh, I remember you were you were asking me this earlier. Um, and check. Same values. It, it, That's I, interesting. I, I would say, before you before we answer this question, let me let me propose another one. Would this picture work out? And if yes, how? If they could have just written the character as not as a prostitute. But as some mate or a waitress or something, you know, that's a little bit the question because because I'm seeing like this. This is a pretty nice idea, you know. I, I can see where where they come from. Maybe maybe it's just like a take from it. Maybe they had the idea of a woman who is not kissing someone on the mouth, and then you know they have this big moment where she actually does, and that means she she yeah. actually fell in love, blah blah whatever. Um, and then afterwards, maybe they did the prostitute thing to to justify this whole thing. So, so maybe that's that's a question I would ask before. Do you think this movie would still have worked out if she was like, for example, a waitress? Haven't we seen that movie? So right off the bat, I feel like there's a Jennifer Lopez, maybe with Ben oh, Affleck or, or someone else. Oh right. No, it's with Wait, uh, Ralph Fiennes. That's what it's called. Made yes. as an M A I D in Manhattan. It's actually uh, it's it's with Ralph Fiennes, I think. As for I know, I don't know, I remember. Um, yeah, it's the it's it it's, it's, it's it's Cinderella again. Yeah. It, yeah, I was just gonna say. Yeah. So it is what it is. It's a tale as old as time. And would it have worked? So I think the answer is yes. But clearly, Pretty Woman is iconic. I just had an idea actually, because you said yep. this about him kissing her on the mouth. Uh, she kissing him on the mouth. What if the movie went 10 minutes longer and he just said, yeah, I really just wanted to get you to kiss me on the mouth. <laughs> 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 oh, you're, you're, a, you're a bad guy, man. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. That's yeah, quite bad, I know, but yeah. No, 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 I mean, but that, that, that happens more times than not. It's like, oh, you made me yes. wait for so long. I don't value it. I just wanted to get it, and now I'm out. Hmm. Um... Yeah, it's very interesting. Very interesting. But anyway, the image is uh, <laughs> very nice. You, oh, you yeah. sent it. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying trying to get this on the air, but like some things. What the fuck is going on with my with my computer? I don't know. Um, I'm gonna get this on the stream uh, in a few minutes. Right. The other thing that, that comes to my mind is alternative endings. You know, we, we just talked about this. Like like Alex, you're like saying uh, it's actually an interesting idea. Because when I think of alternative endings, the first one that comes to me is uh, everything plays out as in the movie. Richard Gere is approaching her with the with the car, and yeah. he's he's gonna he's gonna come out. He's actually 
I think he's getting out of the car by the by the window in the, in the old car. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's it's, it's yeah. really cringy. And yeah. what I what I would like to see is that the smile on Junior uh, Julia Roberts face uh, Julia Roberts face slowly fades away. It's like, oh my god, what, what is he doing? I want to tell her to react like this. Oh, I see. You know, Julia this. Roberts slowly gets turned off. And this is yeah. like, this This would be such a... Because I could see, even as a as a prostitute, maybe she was like attracted to me. Richard Gere is obviously an objectively uh, attractive man. And maybe she was like attracted to him, to his lifestyle and anything. But then she sees what kind of, what kind of man he actually is. And that's where he's like, mm. nah, I don't know. And and he goes up he goes up the stairs over the over the fucking <laughs> fire ladder there and stuff like that and she's like oh nice nice that you came here and thanks for the flowers but um yeah like uh, <laughs> you know, it's, yeah I, 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 I would have, have loved yeah I would have loved if uh, it would be that kind of ending it would be let's say more realistic maybe no absolutely I mean women will say one thing but when you actually do that thing if they said they liked they don't like it and they don't appreciate it so why not. Mm. Yeah, I would have liked this ending, absolutely. I mean, as you say, uh, nobody else would, but I would have liked it. <laughs> I could be happy with a the one that got away kind of ending, where he doesn't even make that trip. Yes. He just <laughs> recognizes that she's going her way, mm. and she is a autonomous being that can do whatever she wants, and I want something else, and we just we had a good time while we had a good time. And this would like, probably oh. be the most realistic version, to be honest. No, absolutely. And then you just have him on the jet flying back to New York. You play some song, like I don't know, some Frank Sinatra joint, and it just is what it is. And we're we're happy, we're satisfied, and it's more realistic. Yeah, but you know, Hollywood always needs a happy ending. Yeah, it is happy. <laughs> yeah, but not in the sense of Hollywood. <laughs> I exactly agree. It is happy, absolutely. But yeah, only if you understand oh, reality. Uh, actually, have you guys done an episode about that? About some of your favorite endings to movies that were a uh, atypical, unconventional? No, we didn't. That would That's be a fun one. There yeah. are a few movies out there that I enjoy the ending because it's not what you expected. It. Even if you do expect it, you're just like, "Wow, they actually did this!" And sometimes it happens in blockbusters, and I'm just like, "Whoa." Oh, I would, g- give me an example of you. I'm interested. I'm trying to think of the name. You know what? It's kind of dangerous to talk about, though, because... Yeah, like spoilers, right? It might be a spoiler. Uh, actually, you know what? That's probably why I'm most people haven't gone about this. But um, I'm trying what? to think of an we example. I'm trying to remember the ending for Armageddon. Oh, Armageddon. Best, best fucking movie ever, I swear to God, right. man. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. What's like a, what's a, my favorite what's, a, what's surprising about this movie, man? This is like the... I, I mean, I, I fucking love it, but it's like really cliched. It's... You know, it is. Yeah. It's just really Michael Bay. That's pretty <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, but I believe the dad, and, it, and it's past 25 years. My rule is if it's 25 years or older, I don't mind talking about it. Um, so he, dad stays out in space and dies at the end. Mm-hmm. And then everyone moves forward knowing that the loss was, was worthwhile. And it just is what it is. Yeah, yeah you're right. So I, yeah. Thing. And it's wild because it's like that might be one of those few action movies where you're like, damn, I'm sad. <laughs> mm. Yeah, but because if you think about it, most movies these days, um, even if there's some sort of tight situation in the end, uh, the protagonist somehow always makes it out, right? 
and yeah. actually him having him dying of sort of making the sacrifice for humanity or even in, at a, a larger scale is actually a great thing and this doesn't happen anymore i think i might be wrong but i don't can i can't think of a movie that does this which came out recently mm-hmm. yeah I, i'm trying to think of the name there's this i don't want to ruin it because if i say that this movie has a fun ending then it kind of ruins the movie because you know 50 shades of gray just look it out <laughs> there you go. Twilight, man, that has yeah. a great ending. No, actually, that that ending sucks, man. Like, <laughs> like, Wait, just, at the end of Die Hard, do they get back together in their marriage? Mm, which Die Hard, man? They printing out no, like twenty fucking. Me, there's time. only one Die Hard. It's mm. the first one, but Die Hard three is. I mean, the first three are are great. In their I would I would say John McClane like smashes her one last time. Yeah. And then the girl recognizes what kind of awesome man there he is. But by that time, John McClane's inbox is flooding in with uh, with nudes from from somebody else. Like, uh, yeah, screw you, Holly. <laughs> I don't know, man. No, no, seriously. I think. Uh, I mean, is it ever explained why they broke up in the movie? I mean, from what we know, is he he comes to he comes to California to like I don't know get back to his wife kind of kind of like make some family time i think it, i think it's yeah. his agenda to to reconnect with his wife again exactly but she's completely gone and she's using her regular name her maiden name uh so it was just the job it was just the job the nature of this work so she probably married him because he was a cop and then she's like oh mm-hmm. you're a cop and it's like but then that's the nature of relationships mm-hmm. so it's the idea that I love everything that I find attractive in you is why I said yes to you being my man. I But see. I'm going to spend the rest of the relationship changing you to be the exact opposite of it. And when you become that opposite, I'm going to be like, "Ew, this is unattractive." And it's like, "Yeah, bitch," <laughs> because you, that's not why you signed up in the first place. But that that's that's the way it played out in my mind. Yeah, but I think if the if the relationship didn't work out, And of course, John McClane has like the day of his life where everything just uh, everything just works out. Uh, it's gonna go back to normal one day or another, you know. Yeah. That's a little bit like yeah, okay, this is like an exceptional day, and John McClane shows some exceptional skills. But I think in the end, it's uh, it's gonna go back to to normal, and there must have been a reason for for them breaking up. So yeah. But I also yeah. think. Um... Just getting back to what you just said, Puppy, about this whole changing him. For anyone who's listening, this is because it's very important, actually. Because I think, I don't know if you guys agree, probably, that women who do this don't actually want men to change. No. They just want to see if he does it for her. You know? Uh, you, yeah, exactly. So the idea is to actually do the opposite, and yes. it's more rewarding. Uh, mm-hmm. Most things in life, or maybe not most things in life, but when it comes to dating, it's counterintuitive. The things that you would think work actually don't, and vice versa. Yeah, we talked about this before, right? Uh, mostly the counterintuitive things work out much better, which is weird, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess this is the reason because um, it's, I mean, it's the the polar opposite to us, right? The yeah. woman, the feminine, to the masculine. So, being counterintuitive is actually what makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think uh, Richard Gere in the movie, he does it really well. His character has game. That's what I would call it. Where it's like little things that he does. He doesn't really follow her lead until later on in the movie. Um, there's one scene that comes to mind. She says, I love you. And he says nothing back. 
yeah. <laughs> and it's like I my thing is maybe I like Richard Gere because I can relate to him which is I'm more of that stoic guy I'm playful don't get me wrong you know make you laugh mm. but I don't um I don't really play into whatever you set up I'll set something up and you play off of that Mm-hmm. And and so he doesn't really let her have her way. So she comes on to him, and he's just ignoring her. And it's not intentional. He's not like playing it as a game, like consciously thinking about it. It's just like, no, this doesn't entertain me, so I'm not going to pretend that it does. Mm-hmm. If he says something dumb, key. I'm not going to pretend to laugh. Yeah, this is the key I've been telling men for ages now. It's it's not that you need to fake some alpha behavior, even though I hate this label, but you, yeah. you shouldn't fake it. You just need to have a purpose, some a mission or a business, whatever you you work on regardless. Then you don't need to think about if you are rare or make yourself rare. That's bullshit because you are rare already because you have to shit to do. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and that's why the number one advice you can give anybody, it's not just men, but men on this topic would be, focus on yourself and become a person that genuinely has purpose, self-worth and self-respect and everything else becomes easier. So when you're yeah, talking to girls, yeah. you're no longer doing it from, from, from their perspective. You're doing it from your own perspective and, 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 and it just makes life easier. And then you have something to add. And that's the thing. I think a lot of guys are, are dating thinking that the woman has to add to them when really it's what do you bring in the first place? Are you someone that people can riff off? Are you someone that's going to make other people laugh? Are you going to, uh, what is it? I don't know. I just always go back to the whole idea of making them laugh. Like, what are you putting out into the world that people gravitate towards, want to be around you, mm-hmm. as opposed to thinking that you got to take from other people? I think yeah. I think it, I perf- think it, it perfectly. Sorry. sorry, Alex. Just just very quickly. I think it perfectly mirrors what you said at the beginning of the stream. Julia Roberts' character just wants to be loved for who she is, and I think many men want this as well. Yes. You know, yes. you just said like, yeah, you you gotta bring something to the table. You gotta be an attractive man. Uh, you gotta have some game stuff like that because, of course, otherwise it's gonna be boring. And I think that's uh, yeah, of course, through TV and movies and all that, men are to believe this as well now about themselves. There's, there is this unicorn out there and she loves me for who I am. She loves that I'm into Marvel and nerdy stuff and that I'm playing uh, <laughs> Xbox and all that. Yeah, yeah. Because she is actually also into this stuff and that's that's perfect when we meet each other. Everything's going to be perfect and no, it's not. You know, that's, uh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. This exactly. reminds me of this. I don't know who said it, but um, some guy, I don't know. Sorry. I, mm. Sorry if I quote wrongly here, but um he said before you before you get the woman of your dreams you gotta ask yourself if you are the man of hers mm. and Ooh, okay yeah I, I think this is this, this struck me really when i read this the first time because it makes a whole lot of sense and obviously it works vice versa right it also works for the woman which brings yes. us back to the pretty woman here um that she doesn't really have anything to be the the woman of the of richard gears does he have a name by the way in the movie uh, edward does, edward i clearly something. don't remember or oh, Edward. Yeah, Edward. Edward. Edward Willis. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah. Why is it always Edward, man? Why? <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, my Edward. I, I would love him if he would be called Edward Gray. That would be like the perfect yes. name for him. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> Edward Gray. Uh, Edward Gray. No safe words. <laughs> I'm trying to find this list. I know somewhere I wrote a list about movies I would rather watch that I think are worthwhile even for men to take a look at. 
You mean like speaking of this whole uh, dynamic of uh, falling in love with a prostitute or what do you mean? I don't think I had anything that specific on this, mm -hmm. but uh, okay. So here's a rom-com that I like. Okay. At least I consider it a romantic comedy and it's called About Time. Was it with uh, Rachel McAdams for by any chance? Yes, I yeah, think she's I the only American actor in it, and everyone else is uh, from the UK. And it is a story about it, you can think of it as coming of age romantic mm -hmm. comedy, and it's about a kid that can travel through time. All he has to do is run into a closet somewhere dark and think of a place in his past, his past, his timeline, and and go back to it. So whether he was seven, seventeen, it's just his ability to go back in time. However, as he gets older, that power comes with um, responsibility. Meaning, like let's say you have a kid, and then you're 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 a dad. You have a kid, and then you go back in time. The same exact sperm that gave you the child that you love is not the same exact sperm that you get when you mm -hmm. return back home. So you may one day have a son, and then the next day you have a girl. Well, I don't want to be picky or anything. I know it's like uh, I don't want to be too too much of a German, so to speak. But this is this is not a rom com. Okay, fair enough. It's it's, like, again, it's, it's, it's I'd say more of a drama. I know I'm very nitpicky about this whole about this whole notions, but but again, if I think rom com, uh, not about time because I've seen it as well, and this is more of a I'd say more serious tone. It is more of a drama. It is. It is. Drama. I mean. And for mm. me, maybe my sense of comedy is warped. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, yeah, no, I'm you're dealing with the Germans here. We, we we don't have like any sense of of uh, of romance and of comedy, actually. Yeah. yeah. All right, that's yeah, cool. cool. Oh. Um, but Which brings me to Hitler, point. but yeah. <laughs> What's going to say? Where's Hitler? <laughs> oh, this would be the perfect transition. I just I just have to to put Hitler in. Uh, yeah. Speaking of a good comedy, you know, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> But again, it, it is a movie that I would rather watch than Pretty Woman, regardless of how I relate it to Pretty mm -hmm, Woman. Mm -hmm. It's something that I think is more valuable for a band to watch. I don't have too many romantic comedies, but that one, mm -hmm. is, or again, it, maybe it's not a romantic comedy, but it I don't also, have too many movies, okay. but that would be it. So the list is um, any sort of rom-com you would much rather watch than Pretty Woman, because I think there are many movies I would much rather watch than Pretty Woman, period. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that's true. That's true. But in a similar vein, yeah, absolutely. Oh, I see. Yes. Yeah, but when it comes to rom coms, hmm, <laughs> difficult. I'm actually like googling right now, and I'm like, no, still not, still nothing. Uh, it's just not my genre. Do, do you think it's like? I mean, target audience is of course girls. But do you think, non ironically, boys enjoy those kind of movies? Can they enjoy those kind of movies? I mean. When I think of boys' movies, I think Predator and stuff like that, Die Hard. Yeah, that's uh, I yeah. genuinely enjoy those kind of movies, which doesn't yeah. mean that I cannot enjoy good drama. But rom coms, rom coms is like, do guys enjoy rom coms as well? The answer is yes. I mean, whether or not it depends on your definition of men. But at the end of the day, everyone likes what they like. Um, I don't really condemn anyone for liking one thing or the other, but. <clears throat> So we know for a fact that guys will enjoy it. Damn, I wish I had this list. Um, but I'm thinking about atypical movies that might be similar, but I think are more enjoyable. Mm. So I think about time. I want to rewatch the movie True Romance and Natural Born Killers. Mm -hmm. 
are you too familiar with either? Uh, True Romance is... I know that it's... A, it's a, I know it's like associated with Tarantino. That's the only thing I know. Yeah, I believe he wrote it, but he, it was the first movie that he got slated to be made, but he didn't direct it. Mm-hmm. Ooh, so I just found the movie, by the way. Um, sorry for interrupting. What's up? Go for it. No, just shout it out. Yeah, actually, uh, Mr. Miss Smith. Oh my lord! Holy <laughs> shit of a movie! Yo, that is a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh my god! But I actually, I, I actually well enough, would much rather watch this than Pretty Woman. Yeah. Fucking Brangelina, man. Oh, yeah. Good to go, old Brangelina days, man. Oh, that's yeah. right. They were actually off stage. I don't know the timeline of everything, but yeah, they were married mm-hmm. off stage. Mm-hmm. It is. I think wasn't it this movie which got them together? I think I don't, yeah. I don't know about this gossip kind of stuff, but whatever. But I actually, I, I gotta be honest. I'm gonna admit it right here. I like this movie. Um, it's quite fun. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember it well enough. Don't get me wrong. I think there's a lot of extra that could be taken out. Yes, but... I did. Yeah, yeah. But I think yeah. it's it's just funny because of the yeah the interactions between the two, oh, both being serial killers. That's that's kind of funny. Oh, you know a movie I've never seen. Uh, what is it? Bonnie and Clyde. Because that's my thing. I'm you mean, all about you mean the, the cla- ride or die. You mean the classic one? Oh, there's more than one. You see? I oh, know. I don't know. I don't know which. For me, there's like this from the sixties. Yeah. Yeah, I'm assuming that's the one I'm thinking about. But yeah, yeah, the one where yeah. the one where what's his name Clyde. When people ask him what he does for a living, he he answers the way that I would, which is I rob banks. Hmm. And so he's just very nonchalant <laughs> about it. He's not trying to be clever or hmm. funny. It's just being honest, but no one would ever believe him, so he gets away with it. Mm-hmm. That's the version I'm talking about. I see. Because again, that that is a male characteristic that I value, and that actually would do men well to recognize. Like life is good, have fun with it, do whatever you want to do, but don't take yourself or the world too serious. I don't know if you can recall, but I'm keeping reminded of the the coffee shop scene from Heat, not the one with no. Al Pacino, <laughs> but the one where the <laughs> where the girl. Time. Well, you know, you know where the, where the girl approaches every time him. I show up. Yeah, every I have to. He, he, exactly. He, in the diner in the first like twenty minutes or so. Yes, yeah. yes, and and she's like, "What are you doing for a living?" And and at first he's like really reserved. He's like, "What are you so interested, lady, in what I'm do for what I do for a living?" <laughs> yeah, he thinks he's just a copper. Yeah, oh, it's so good. And then he's like, and then he's like, I'm, and he's like, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in metals. I'm interested in like construction, which is like the most boring shit ever. But he made it actually interesting and uh, yeah he kind no, of watched... I thought he said he was in sales or maybe I'm getting it wrong I don't know I sales she was the artist yeah she oh wait I... I might be thinking about a different movie I don't know I don't know it's, uh, the only thing I know is that he was borrowing a book which was about metals and okay. uh, yeah but pff, this is a prime example of how to how to actually do I think this is like your style so to speak yeah. like very vague very suave and uh, well my yeah. thing is like I, I often tell people exactly what I do because, I mean, at the end of the day, what do we do? Everything we do is fantastic mm-hmm. if we actually think about it. Mm-hmm. Like, we do rob banks. People give us money that is theirs, mm-hmm. and they take it out of their bank and mm-hmm. put it into ours. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> I'm not like, I'm a con man, meaning I convince people to do things for yeah. me, and, and I benefit from it. Mm-hmm. And it's like all these fantastic, I'm trying to think of other things that I said. Someone said, oh, yeah, one I'm going to try out. I mean, again, I don't really collect mines, but... Um, me and my friends were joking about like what was our first job and then he said uh, I had to process chicken as my first job 
because every day after school, he would have to come home and take out dinner. Mm. And I was just like, that is smooth. <laughs> I like that. I'm going to start telling people that because I never talk about what my real work is. And I think it's a dumb conversation. Usually people, when they ask it, they're asking for your income, but they don't know how to just ask how much do you make because mm-hmm. it's inappropriate. So I'm like, that's a dumb thing. But if I say something funny, we can actually have a conversation around that and we'll have more fun. We'll get to know each other better because there's nothing that I do for a living that I could actually tell you mm-hmm. verbatim that would actually be enjoyable. Yeah. Our work is, I mean, when we really think about it, yeah, we may do fantastic things, but our work is kind of boring. Like the day-to-day minutia of it all. I'm not trying to be boring. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, rubbing banks gets boring from time to time, you know? It's comes routine. <laughs> I also just saw a bit off, no, off topic. It isn't, but while scrolling through this romcom thing on uh, Google, Alex, we are off topic for an hour already. No yeah, one no, gives a I fuck. Just <laughs> but I saw this movie that came out in yeah. 2019, so you can expect this to be very good. A romcom, quite recently. It's called yeah. What Men Want. You know, remember this thing. Oh, is this yeah, like the, is this like the reboot the of version. what women want from yes. with Mel Gibson? Exactly. Oh my Which god. Which I think is a great version. one to put on the list. I, I like the Mel Gibson one. I absolutely do. Yeah. Oh yes, god, don't same. don't like like No, stop. Stop. So, yeah, stop. Yeah. Don't say don't say you like Mel Gibson on stream, man. Are you crazy? Oh yeah, that's a thing, isn't it? <laughs> oh, uh, should, is he these should, I genuinely have no problem with him. Shouldn't shouldn't talk about Hitler and and uh Mel Gibson in one sentence. This, this... <laughs> Not to be men in one sentence. Do people sentence. even know who Mel Gibson is anymore? That's the oh, real question. The, the new generation, probably not. In the nineties, no, no. we're talking about the nineties. In the nineties, he was like the king, with yeah. the brave heart and what women want as well. Yeah. Yeah, but and, people don't know his. People don't even know what he looks like. <laughs> well, because of all the beard that's going on, but yeah, what men want. This is oh, Alex, we gotta watch this shit, man. Oh, have, you, have you seen I, it? Let's do it, man. Let's do it, man. I hate myself enough. Wait, wait, wait. Let's wait. Do so it. You guys haven't seen it yet. Because I've seen no, both. No, we haven't. Oh, my God. Have you, have you seen What Men Want? Yeah, I've seen Jeez. it. It's the exact opposite, um, but so much so. It, inappropriately so. Huh. Uh, but um, it's definitely a on-the-nose type of comedy. Mm. Yeah, wait, so is it is it very woke? That's a good question. I mean, let's just say yes. But I don't remember it well enough. Um, okay. But yeah, yeah, you just have a woman doing things. Actually, <laughs> it's a woman that uh, is very promiscuous, if I recall. And she's almost at that executive level of a marketing mm. agency. So it's all about her making the right deals to get to the next level, which I believe was Mel Gibson's challenge, right? Yes, and yeah. it's about her thinking she's good on her own merit but realizing the things that she thinks are good about herself as a woman aren't things that w- men actually value. Oh, shit, yo! As I'm saying this, I realize maybe it's better than, than you would expect it to. Maybe we need to watch it. Get that. Oh, Alex, yeah. this, is, this is perfect red smoke material, man. Yeah, oh, I wonder, I hope I'm not making all that up, but I believe like there are parts where she's like, oh, I'm just smart, so I'm going to do well. But it's like, oh, <laughs> what you think is funny is not what I think is funny. <laughs> yeah. that's like, I really don't care about you about it's... your occupation. <laughs> it sounds like I'm making this up, though. I mean, I, I gotta watch it again, I guess. But um, yeah, that's one we could think about. But I love the original, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I didn't understand true. it as a kid, but then like, the same. Older, I'm like, oh, this is cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This yeah, is this is 
uh, probably this is what I would call a good rom-com. Yes. What women want. This is this is my go-to rom-com. More of those, please. No. Yeah, they're, they're just hard and few in between. I'm mm-hmm. trying to think of one that actually that I care about. I did see this one movie, and I watched it with my girl, mm-hmm. and I was actually impressed by it. No, um, she found it, so I'm always skeptical. I usually tell her no, and this time I said yes. I'm glad I did. Mister Wright. Mister Wright. Oh, that sounds dangerous. It sounds right to me. Huh? It's about <laughs> again. It's kind of like the way that we talk about ourselves, but this guy is a legitimate assassin. He's really good at what he does. He's called Mr. Right, and he kills people professionally. And when people ask him what he does, he's just like, oh, I kill people. Um, (laughs) But the thing is, the things he says and how he says it it sounds so outlandish that you're like, oh, he's just like um, Lennox. He's just like Bobby. Like, I'm never going to get a straight answer out of him. But in his case, he's actually giving you a straight answer. (laughs) You just don't believe it. And he, he, it's that cute girl that um, everybody likes when they put her in movies. Um, she did that George Clooney movie, Up in the Air. Oh, yeah, it's, Anna, it's Anna Kendrick, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Anna yeah. Kendrick, oh, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. So she's the Oh, she's from trade. Twilight, baby. She, yeah. yeah. Oh, man, I don't know how all this works. All right, so yeah, she's Hollywood royalty, and she always plays that bubbly character. Um, in the scene, man. That's a good one. <laughs> Ooh, which is which reminds me, she's in another movie that I like that kind of fits it, but again, it's not a romantic comedy called The Accountant, and that movie is badass. Mm. If you haven't seen it, it's Ben Affleck as an autistic accountant for like sheiks and stuff, but he pretends to be an ordinary guy, and then when shit goes down, he knows how to handle business. Oh, Ben Affleck always reminds me of this this uh, Forty Days No Sex kind of movie. Remember this one? Oh, yeah. something, oh. something, something rings in my head. What is yeah. it, man? There's why, why, why the fuck, why the fuck do I know what you're talking about, Alex? What's going on? <laughs> you're saying it's Ben Affleck? I remember Josh Hartnett did a movie like four Right, days it's just Hartnett. My bad, my bad. Yeah. Yeah. But it's the same, oh, okay, same yeah. guy. <laughs> I never saw it, but yeah, I remember the principle. Actually, you know what? The real question I've been meaning to ask y'all is: It's 2021. Last year was a weird year where movie theaters were closed mm. have you guys seen a movie in movie theaters as of yet nope nope oh, not man. not that since the last time we talked yeah yeah you, you were mentioning tenet before Yo. uh yeah yeah that exists yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I didn't see it in theaters um i saw i'm glad it had a small release i'm glad they did the small screen thing because of lockdown it i, I don't one i don't care about christopher nolan He's made two, maybe three movies that I enjoy: Memento, and I forget what the other one is. Oh, so, he did the Prestige. Yeah, the Prestige is my my favorite as well from him. Exactly. Mm. Outside of that, he doesn't do anything for me. There's nothing signature about his style. He's just a really, he's just really good at doing. He, he's like a Toyota car. So if you buy a Toyota, <laughs> it's gonna do what it needs to do. It's gonna get to you where it needs to be. But if you want to have real fun, you got to get something at next level. So uh, a Mazda, a BMW, or a supercar. Wait, He's wait, not wait. a supercar director. Am I the only one who liked Inception? No. No, it's like no. no probably you're a little bit too. You like it. Can you rewatch it and enjoy it? Yes, yes. I've watched it about oh, fifteen times. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, which that, which yeah, is yeah, an Inception like it. itself? No, no, no. I liked it the first time. It's really cool. And then I went back and I'm just like, wow, there's this movie is really long. And then Tenet was that. But ten times worse for me. 
As for me, okay. Dun uh, as for me, Dunkirk was the last movie I've yeah, seen Dunkirk. from him, and then I was like, okay, I'm done with you, Nolan, because uh, Interstellar was already a little bit, huh? And then I was watching, I was watching Dunkirk. And I was like, jeez, oh, it becomes like pretentious. Oh. But I, but I just, I, I just can't, I just can't hate this guy because he made so many good movies. It's hard for me oh, to, no, no, it's hard for me to shit on him, you know, because he, absolutely, he made so absolutely. many. Good, it's, it's hard, man. It's like, yeah, it's, it's like Michael hey, Bay, you know. <laughs> like, all right, I wouldn't say that. I think Michael Bay has more stuff. But I will say mm. this. I don't hate Christopher Nolan. I think a lot of people glorify him unnecessarily. Yes. And he, I don't think he lives up to that hype. If he didn't have that hype, I would probably appreciate his movies more. I think the Batman trilogy is solid. The reason I like those movies is that if you took all the action elements out of it, mm. it would still be worth watching. Mm. And on top of that, if you took the Batman element, they would be great stories about terrorism, domestic terrorism. Mm. And those would be great. Like, Can you imagine Dark Knight Rises without Bane? Or no, it would be Bane, but it wouldn't be Batman. Did. It would just be another guy that is yeah. mm -hmm. trying to make a point about terrorism and the true nature of man. So it was like, damn, it's really hard to do a movie where if you took the main element that everybody likes and it still works. Mm -hmm. So he's good at what he does, but I think he's overhyped. Yeah, I think I guess most of his hype really came from The Dark Knight, uh, the second yeah. one, especially. Oh, The Dark Knight, rather, yeah. Absolutely. Um, because yeah, that's justified. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, of course. But still, <clears throat> this is and where he, he became very famous. And I think uh, he reminds me more like a Steven Spielberg, but I appreciate Spielberg more because I think he has a greater sense of visual storytelling. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, if you take any random five minutes of any movie outside of like Momentum from Christopher Nolan and you put it up against five minutes against any movie um, with by Spielberg, you'll recognize that the actual framing of shots helps you to understand the movie. Christopher Nolan jumps shots so many times that it's just like, oh, you you tell the story behind the camera, not um, with the camera. Mm -hmm. And so he he's very calculated in what he presents, but. I think you could be better at it in, with the visual medium. Yeah, it's like it's it's hard to uh, it's very hard for me to compare Steven Spielberg to 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 Nolan. It's like yeah, two same. different genres. It's uh, yeah. Nolan is more intellectual than than Spielberg. Not saying Spielberg produces oh, no, dumb certainly. movies. That's that's not the case. It's actually very <laughs> Jurassic Park is actually an intelligent script, but. Uh, it's hard for me to to compare those two, man. What I mean to say is that they're they're Spielberg isn't an exceptional director. He just does everything right, mm -hmm. and because he's so consistent at doing everything right, he has a career that he has. Yeah, but I would say but, the the price of consistency and of playing it safe is that you don't get like those mind fucks that Nolan has. You don't. You don't. That's the price. And so here's a third name that I'll put into the list, which is Clint Eastwood. Because I think Clint Eastwood is similar to, to, to what's his name? Spielberg. He does everything right. However, he takes those risks, either with the script, with the casting, or with the direction, whatever the case may be. So it's much more mm. stylistic. It, it, it stands out, even though it doesn't stand out. Mm. Yeah. If you can follow what I'm saying. I, I, I think he's a more interesting director than Spielberg. And for me, he's a more fun director. No, never mind. I'm not going to say he's more fun than Nolan. That's not true. But, um, yeah, it's just interesting. Like, three directors that I'll always watch their movies, 
but I, I gotta admit that yeah, I, I have my my qualms with each of them. Well, I'd say you, you probably also go with uh, John McTiernan, right? I forget what has he done. Well, it's like the I would say he's like the the, the go to when it comes to masculine movies. Of course, he I think he's actually been in jail or he is right now. He did Die <laughs> uh, he, did, he did Die Hard, uh, the Thirteenth oh, Warrior. Was, uh, Shane Shane Black. Wait, who? Wait, maybe I'm getting my directors mixed up. No, that's okay. He did Predator and uh, yeah, basically every uh, I think uh, Hunt on Red October as well. So all those masculine movies you can think about. Basically, no wonder he's in jail right now. Man. Yeah, of course, especially these yeah, days. Yeah. Right? <laughs> he's a proto against the yeah. same. Um, I just man. like how, how deep we went with the topics here. Uh, in, <laughs> case, in, in the case we started with Pretty Woman, I need uh, I need to rename that episode, which which is yeah. basically named uh, Everything with pu featuring Puppy Knox. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a family friendly yeah. talk about movies with Puppy mm. Movies with Puppy Yeah, and he left. Oh, is he, is he gone? Yeah, he just left his. Oh gone. my god! Okay, well, maybe maybe his internet is. Not, but that's like that's like a way to to go. I think it's like yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's, so <laughs> it's so it's so it's so red smoke, man. Yeah, oh, it was very dramatic. Yeah. But it, I mean, it fits because I got a bounce pretty soon as well. But yeah, sure. it was interesting that he just drops. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, yeah. Okay. I believe yeah, it's red smoke, man. Yeah. <laughs> What a messed up episode, man! Jesus, yeah, I, I had fun. It's a messed up episode. I loved every second of it. Yeah, definitely. Yes, Jesus, man. So also, we missed a whole lot of the chat, actually. Yes, there was like uh, there, there was like one comment where I'd like to talk about. It's like about Rocky, where uh, yes. the guy Todd Lyons said something about. Um, oh my God, Mister Doc is back. Yes, technical uh, difficulties. But if you can hear me, I can hear you. Oh man, probably you ruined your perfect. Uh, a perfect goodbye right now that's you're never gonna end the show that nice <laughs> you just did it man. <laughs> yes i thought it was intentional no i'm still here i don't know how much what you saw but I, I was getting to the point of it'd be great to do this episode or in the future to have an episode where we're actually in person possibly watching the movie together mm. mystery science uh 3000 style so probably la last thing I think or the last take we want to talk is, is is one of the comments in the live chat said about Rocky and he said it's the most romantic movie series of all time uh, from a man's perspective Whoa. of course. Uh, Whoa! He, well, it's like, it's like uh, your take well on that, guys. Huh? Whoever that is, shout him out. And mm -hmm. If they're on Twitter, say hi to us in a DM because that would be great to talk mm -hmm. to that person more. Mm -hmm. But absolutely. And it's so here's the thing. When we talk about love, we're usually talking about like man, woman, but in Rocky, you have all the relationships to love that yeah. a man needs, which is he has his brothers, he has his woman, he has the lifestyle that he wants, mm. he has himself at, at the center of it all. So it's like it's true love and it's explored in what five, six, seven different ways as mm. with all the different sequels. So absolutely, because people forget that the reason we do everything that we do is out of love. There's mm -hmm. no other emotion that drives us than love, even though it may not seem that way all the time. But like, mm -hmm. I don't go to work because I like it. I don't go to work because I want to as much as I'm trying to build something for the people yeah. that I love. Yes, that was very well said. Um, and I don't think we can add anything to this, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> That's just fantastically <laughs> put. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, probably it's time. It's it, it, I would say just just 
drop out of the call, man. Just like the way it is. Mic drop, you know. <laughs> it's just, it's just like such a perfect ending. It would be so nice if it was actually intentional. You know, it's like, oh, right, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh Next my god no but no but generally the, the way i just said uh, of course uh let's do it again let's do it again as yes, quickly as possible please. like um it's pretty hard for me to say uh let's do just a free-flowing episode but whatever fucking topic we talk about at the end it's always a free-flowing episode i just can't yes, i just can't help it i don't want to no i love it as long as i don't become um too obnoxious with seeing my name on every single episode i'm happy to lend my voice and yeah if i think of a, a movie idea i certainly will but absolutely i love talking about cinema it's not something i get to regularly do and you guys are in luck unfortunately i've had health concerns so i've been watching a lot more movies and tv mm-hmm. shows simply because i had the time so it's like there are a lot of new things new dots that i'm connecting mm-hmm. and i'm just like oh this would be worthwhile for future episodes well, let's just hope that you don't uh, don't have enough time for movies in the future, <laughs> so speaking. Um, that is the goal, yeah. unfortunately. All right, uh, guys, yeah, yeah, I like it. Guys, what, guys, what, what did we learn today? Come on, one last thing. What, what did we learn today from uh, from stream? Want to mm. end on an educational note, and then we can we can call it later. Mm. <laughs> no. Man, uh, yeah. <laughs> this is this just like the moment where you, where you realize we just talked two hours about <laughs> what did we just talk about? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! What would my final takeaway be? That's a good question. All right, final verdict about Pretty Woman. That's actually the topic we were talking about the last two hours. If you're just tuning in right now, you missed two hours stream of pre, uh, about Pretty Woman. Yeah. Final verdict about this movie or rating, if you will. I will stick with what I said at the beginning. Mm. It is a dangerous movie because of how sophisticated it does what it does. Mm. And so if you're smart, you can dissect it and weaponize it and turn into all the lessons that you need to know to get ahead in life. Or even how to make a movie of your own that's mm. similar like it. And, and, and But yeah, I think it's just worth studying how it's made instead of what it says about mm-hmm. society. I see. I would go with uh, a pathetic attempt at manipulating me. It's just, just, a, just doesn't. It's just, sorry, sorry, Julia Roberts, just doesn't work, man. It just doesn't work. Maybe uh, good, yeah. Maybe, maybe I'm biased. Maybe I watched Heat too many times. I don't know. I too biased. Hey, Papa, let's do a stream on Heat one time, okay? I just yeah. want to. I just want to talk about this movie and nothing else for for five hours, okay? Take take oh, one day. Take take that. a day off, like five hour heat talk. Um, Alex, what's your final take? Your final verdict? Your final rating for for Pretty Woman? Yeah. Um, well, I really cannot add much to what you guys said. I mm-hmm. think it's dangerous and it was a bad attempt to manipulate me. Um, as I mentioned before, I thought it was quite funny sometimes, mm-hmm. but only if you really understand. As Poppy said, how it operates and what what it does, then you can enjoy the the gags a little bit, I guess. Mm. But if you really think this is, yeah, this is reality. I mean, it is to some degree, but not how it ends. I would say, <laughs> <laughs> then um, yeah, then then you have issues. So be careful with that. Yeah, yeah. certainly. That's that's pretty much it. All right. Yeah. 
Poppy, thanks for and coming on. Hope, yeah, yeah, yeah. You go. Yeah, you thank go. you, brother. I hope everyone can. I love movie going culture, so I hope everyone can get to a theater as soon as possible, regardless of where you are. Um, whatever restrictions need to be lifted so you can go out and see a movie, yeah. just enjoy cinema, because regardless of what you're watching, just have a good time with it. Mm-hmm. Don't take yourself serious. And I'm grateful that I got to see Fast Nine in theaters <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> and that's one of my favorite series. And I noticed that all the odd number ones are the ones that I like the best. I wish I would have. I wish I would have seen uh, Kong versus Godzilla in the in the theaters. I think it would be a blast. That's, Wait, what, what's it called? Kong versus Godzilla, or maybe it's Godzilla versus. Kong. Oh, I, I thought you said. I, thought, I heard you say Converse. <laughs> Like there's a movie about the shoes. Okay, it's like Converse versus Nike. It was a language barrier, but I got your accent now. We're good. We're good. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Uh, yeah, yeah. We went from Pretty Woman over Al Pacino over uh, I like to rob banks to uh, Kong versus Godzilla. That's pretty much a Red Smog episode. Yeah. <laughs> Regular episode. Comes it up like perfectly, it. man. Oh my god. Okay, guys. Um, yeah. See you next week, Puppy. Thanks for coming on. You're always welcome. Uh, Richmond for for any podcast see you next week everybody bye bye